What's up, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Multi Goodness. I am but one of your hosts, Chris Tootin, sitting virtually, yes, still virtually across from the man who, uh, who's who been busy with work but still finds time to drink a beer with me week to week. So, Kyle Benke, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, man. It's it's uh, it's a, the end of a long, long, long week, and uh, I'm, yeah. ready, I'm ready to drink some beer. So, Yeah, we were talking about it a little bit before the show, I know. Um, we we both we we make it seem like we only drink beer on the weekends, but I think we've also throughout <laughs> the pandemic learned that drinking beer on the weekdays is perfectly okay as well. So sometimes, um, hey, remember during you the day, can stay up to date. Yeah, exactly. You can uh, you can remember you can stay up to date with all things multi goodness on our website multigoodness.com, or on Instagram at multi goodness or on uh, Facebook at multi goodness podcast or no sorry multi goodness man I knew I was eventually gonna get that wrong um, <laughs> so on Facebook it's at multi goodness Instagram multi goodness podcast there we go um, and hey speaking of beers we've been drinking you can keep up to date with everything we are drinking on our uh, website at the beer dash list so multi goodness.com beer dot slash what man I'm screwing this all up today but it's okay hey, you listeners. got it. you know it's all good you know exactly where to go just follow the links that's the <laughs> easiest way to do it so yep um, you know we've, we've it's interesting because we're where this season is uh it's it's been the most well planned out one we've had i feel like the entire yeah. time we've been doing this um and so we've actually had i feel like it, we it's good and bad because a lot of these beers like the ones today kyle you actually picked all of these up i did um <laughs> and i don't the the idea for this show is it it kind of came about like a long time ago and i feel like i have to keep asking you what beers we were doing for this episode but um i think we're doing we're calling this one the like interesting adjuncts yeah episode, yeah correct yeah, it's a lot of a <laughs> lot of beers with a lot of different things that you wouldn't wouldn't assume for the style. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, why don't you go and t- tell our listeners what it is we're going to be cracking into first today? Yeah, we uh, we got one from Highwire. This is actually a collab with Catalba, uh, and this is Highwire loves AVL, uh, and this is a corn lager brewed with chili peppers and lime. Oh. So, oh. It's yeah. like a trifecta. That's like three different things. Well, I guess lime you kind of get sometime, but yeah. you started out with corn, and that's something you don't normally uh, get in beer. I've only heard of that in one other t- style before. So yeah, let's go and crack into it, and then yeah. we can maybe talk a little bit about what mm-hmm. what uh, we're seeing. So, oh yeah, dang it, ah, yeah, there we go. This one's perfectly cold. I feel like, by the way, I'm like feeling the can. I threw it in the freezer for just about thirty minutes earlier. Nice, nice. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a tall can, by the way. This is a, these are all tall boys we're working with today. Yeah, three sixteen ounces. No, sh- no shorties. Nope. No, uh, no different sizes. Yeah. Not only is it actually the weekend when this is coming out, but also it is the weekend when we're recording for a change. So yeah, it's okay. I might might drink all three fully today. Sometimes yeah. I don't know. Listeners, little little cheat code there. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but but I might actually drink all three of these fully today. So yeah, this one is um. Like I said, we featured Catawba. I think it was like the second. Um, so Highwire, we actually featured, I think, the second episode. And Catawba was yeah. like third or fourth episode into season one. So literally, we featured these two breweries kind of right off the bat. Um, White Zombie, I believe we did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, sorry. Choking on my... On my uh, I, I haven't even had a sip of the beer yet. Um, <laughs> and then Highwire, we did the... Remember, we actually did the collaboration where they did the... Um, Weren't they included in that pack where they did Rheingeist? Yeah. Um, Revelry. Duh, I don't know why I'm forgetting that. And then. Yep. And then the Highwire. Hop- I think they were all. Yeah. Hoppy Pilsner. 
Yeah, that was a that was a cool series. Hey, you can check the beer list, obviously, to find yeah. out. I clearly am not doing that. So yeah. Um, what Kyle? What do you know about corn loggers? Not a whole lot, you know. I the only thing that I really kind of understand about them is they're using a little bit more corn or all corn rather than uh, some of the other grains that they would normally use in in the the lagering process. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I can't tell you a hundred percent about it. I know. So corn loggers. What comes to mind when I hear these is. Um, apparently in Mexican culture, um, years, that's, that's kind of a, a thing that they do with a lot of their Mexican cervezas, things yeah. like those types of beers. Um, apparently corn is an adjunct that is used relatively regularly. I don't know if like the, the main, the, the mainstream, the domestics are like the Coronas of the world and whatnot. Yeah. But, um, I do know that in Mexico that it does seem to be a pretty common adjunct in a bunch of their, their lagers. So for what it's worth, corn also as an ingredient though, is not the easiest sugar to break down. So I feel like there's some extra chemistry that has to go along the way to, uh, to break it down, to put it into beer. Yeah. So I mean, the I human like body the can though. barely even break down the corn. So, you know, that's true. <laughs> I remember learning that in like elementary school, no middle school and like blew my mind. I was like, it's like, wait a minute, that explains a lot. But yeah, <laughs> it's always a weird, weird little thing. So, um, in the glass, though, yeah, ooh, it's wow. it's uh it's really clear, um, but like a really like darker straw color. Yeah, it is. It's I was gonna say, and the lighting's not very good where I am. I'm I'm officially in my new recording studio at the new place, um, if you will. Nice. We might get some dogs, you know, whatnot in the background, maybe a little TV action. We'll see. Yeah. But um, but yeah, in the lighting, I am getting. You're right. I'm glad you said it because I thought maybe it was just my bad lighting, but I am getting some like a tinge of orange in this one a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, not not as quite a clear or not as pale a lager as you might expect. And I know corn is sometimes used to as like a clarifying, kind of like rice is. So I'm kind of surprised as well to see that it's a little bit darker. Almost yeah. reminds me of like a West Coast IPA in a way. Not that dark, but it's like getting there, interestingly enough. Yeah. Um, head retention for you? Uh, it was there for, you know, a few minutes we were chatting, and it's uh, really, really lightly hanging around. Um, and when I swirl swirl the beer, it, it does come back. It does bounce back a little bit, but it, it's pretty yeah. light. And that, that's pretty typical for a lager, though. I mean, you don't typically see a really, you know, foamy lager. Yeah, agreed. And I, I echo pretty much everything you said. The only, yeah, and the other thing I'm noticing, it, it, it almost doesn't seem like a lager in the glass because of the fact that when you're, like, kind of doing that slow swirl around the edge of the glass... Um, it's kind of sticking to the side of the glass, which I feel like a lot of times with lagers, you don't get that yeah. more ales. I don't know what it is about maybe some of the residual sugars and proteins that are sticking around, but um, agreed. Yeah. Kind of dissipated, low head now. Looks like it's a super crushable or going to be a super crushable beer, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then the aroma is obviously super clean, I feel like. Yeah, it's, um, uh, it's a very traditional aroma. Uh, that's what you would expect when you'd crack open a beer. It's it's the beer smell, right? Mm. That's what I like Which, by call. the way, I had Mexican food for dinner. Nice. Local, local Mexican joint, taco joint. So I feel like this is the perfect beer. I did not have a beer during dinner. Um, so Ooh. this is a perfect beer to have right after having had um, my burrito and enchilada. There you <laughs> so, go. There you go. Um, but yeah, the aroma, I agree. It just kind of, it kind of gives me those vibes of like a Mexican lager for sure. It doesn't, um, or like a cerveza. doesn't really, I don't get like any of the pepper or lime per se that you might expect. Yeah. Definitely not the corn. Yeah, nothing in nothing in the aroma for for the adjuncts here, which is also super interesting because you'd think they'd be very uh, powerful. Yeah, you would, especially anytime you put pepper. Like I never know because 
um, obviously when we start talking about what order we want to do some of the beers for the show on, we're kind of like, we look at what we're working with to figure out, make sure we plan them so they're not going to ruin palettes of one before the other, that type yeah. of thing. And chili peppers, um, I th- we were a little cautious on this one, I think, because just we were wanting to make sure that we didn't ruin our palate for the rest of the night if it was something that was like super hot or something like that. So yeah, um, we did some research to make sure and it sounded like it wasn't going to be too spicy. Yeah, so. which, uh, you know, I just took a sip to uh, Chris and I, I'm pretty sure you did as well. Um, Could you hear? Yeah, I, I did hear it. Um, we've been drinking beer, Chris, for five seasons now. <laughs> I, I, th- I know when you're taking a sip. Um <sighs> The, it's weird though because when I did take a sip, you know, I was expecting kind of that that heat a little bit, mm-hmm. and and I, honestly, it's just a nice clean clean beer, uh, uh, yeah, you know, nice nice lager, crushable. I agree. It it has a slightly different taste, which by the way, I think it's funny that you said you know when I'm drinking beer because apparently. <laughs> anytime i'm drinking something that is super cold and it's like the first or second sip i take i i can't help it it's like a reflex where i'm like ah. yeah and so really loudly <laughs> so apparently i do it with water a lot yeah but uh, anyway karina pointed that out to me recently yeah i was like now i can't not think that well um, the best way yeah to, I, i'm gonna say something controversial go. right now chris the best way to drink water is warm not like warm I, warm just room room temp see we I'm have a room we have different i see when you say best, are you saying like scientifically best or no? I just I just prefer okay water that's like I'll tell you I'll, I'll actually tell you straight up, and this is going to conflict internally as well because I agree with you. Room temperature water actually, I I'd prefer just you know kind of drink it out of the tap, drink mm-hmm. it as is, like no ice or anything. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, however, learn um, probably also in middle school. No, this one I don't remember when I learned this, but. Uh, cold water is actually you burn more calories drinking cold water yeah it's uh it's it's harder for your body to actually like break down the water um and use it interesting Um, so it has to work harder yeah yeah yep if it's if it's warmer your body can just instantaneously like break it down so i guess it just depends on what you're trying to do this is not a water podcast but it I, is. I, I, love, I love how much i love how much we know hey water is in beer it is a main main ingredient in fact so welcome um, to sommelier goodness um, sommelier goodness water sommelier goodness aqua aqua vitae yeah. uh, no so the beer itself i agree the water is fantastic in this beer um <laughs> it tastes just like beer and uh, it I, the pepper, you're right. I'm, I'm really trying hard to get the pepper. I expected it maybe if you're not getting on aroma and like early part of the, the taste, I expected to get it maybe more on the back end. Yeah. Um, I'm not. And also the lime, I'm not getting as well. Mm-hmm. But the corn, I kind of am. And I'm trying to say this in a way that doesn't um, not incriminate me, but incriminate me. Um, it, it reminds <laughs> me of... I've had the pleasure of trying beer that was meant to be made into moonshine before. Yeah. And it it reminds me a lot of that, which if you know anything about moonshine, it is going to traditionally be made, at least in the South, with a majority corn in the mash. Mm -hmm. So it kind of has that sweet element to it, which they say about corn, which it's not so much sweet, just has a kind of distinctive flavor about it, I'd say. I would agree. One thing... One thing I want to point out, Chris, that maybe we should have uh, talked about before we started uh, and before oh, we cracked the beer is maybe we should have rolled this one, you know, because uh, a lot of the things that I've read and experienced with chili beers in particular is that the chili oils typically tend to settle at the bottom of the can. Ah, and that's so, a very good point. 
I'm wondering if uh, if by the end of this, if we're going to be feeling the the heat a little bit more than we than we would if we would. You know, I I think you're right. I think we might have talked about that after we did the one from Frothy Beard in yes. Charleston. Yes, um, we did the cilantro jalapeno. Yep. Um, I think you're right. I think we talked about that. And Andale. you're right. We still Andale. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Are you. Do you have the beer list up? I don't. I just remembered what it was. <laughs> You have a very good memory tonight. Yeah. yeah, no, I I think we talked about that and we still didn't do it. I, I for, for some reason, always forget to do that. But especially with the lighter beers, I feel like I don't think with the stouts you have to as much. Mm-hmm. So I, feel, I feel like the viscosity of the beer kind of keeps the, the oils. Um, oh, shoot. I sound very like a suspended. Right now, but yeah. Suspended in the solution. But yeah, the lighter beers, I do definitely feel like the density of the oils kind of drifts, keeps it to the bottom. So yeah. I could be making all that up, but that does sound very familiar with what you're saying. So. Yeah. Um. So we didn't haven't talked much about the can yet. We've talked a little bit about the flavor, obviously, mm-hmm. which is what people want to know. But let's talk about the can. Yeah. Um. So I, what drew? So first of all, I think what drew you to this beer initially, if I had to guess, was the, um, the adjuncts themselves. I know we were looking for some 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 kind of crazy adjuncts that you don't normally see, which corn was kind of the big one in this one. Yeah. Um. But what else? What else are you seeing on the can? In your opinion? Yeah. I uh. uh I'll give a little background. I was in Total Wine just kind of looking for something else for a, a future episode uh, for this season and uh, did not find that. But I uh, I saw this guy and I started reading. And of course, the corn hit me. And then I was like, chili peppers. OK, I love chili beers. And uh, and the lime, I was like, ah, that's a that's a really good combination. And then I noticed it was the collab because uh, okay. basically on the can, um, you know, you got the top little header parts white um and then you got the nice little square kind of uh logo and information kind of like towards the top half um high wire loves avl the name of the beer um and then you got a little description of the beer um and then it says with catawba brewing co and it's got their logo at the bottom right um and i just like the the kind of design of that i think it works really nice um and it's a really nice way to basically point out both breweries without really like making it obvious it's it's definitely a color profile that you don't normally see. I think for me, that's definitely something that I would have like I would have seen this beard walking down the aisle, even mm-hmm. if it wasn't one that I necessarily ended up going with, just because of the color palette alone. It's the yellow and red, which a bright yellow, which you don't normally see, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah, this, this is a cool series. I've been wanting to try one of these. So this is actually this High Wire Loves AVL series. Um, I'm clicking through some of the different ones that they've done, um, mm-hmm. that they've done collabs with. So interesting. I thought they only did. Oh, this is interesting. Okay, I got something coming up at you. So, obviously, AVL is um, Asheville, which is where Highwire is located. It's the it's the airport code slash city code, yep. if you will. So, I, I thought that they only collabed with kind of breweries close to the area, which I do believe that is the essence behind it. But it's a whole series. It looks like they've done one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, I'll call it six, seven, seven. Um that they've done with other breweries in that area, but they've interestingly enough done two other ones as well, which one was high wire loves ATL. Nice. Um, which was a peach colada sour smoothie, uh, collaboration with pontoon. Oh, nice. I do not remember that beer, but that obviously sounds super fantastic. I'm trying to see if there's a date on any of these. looks like people are actually, looks like people are tagging these like a day ago. So that tells me that this is actually probably one that we're going to be seeing soon. Nice. So I'm super pumped about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some of the other ones they've do, done that I saw was um, Dissolver, which I always get that one wrong because it's 
the name is it's like a they don't use an i and it's all capital letters but yeah um yeah cool series that looks like it looks i believe i'd also read somewhere in the past that um it does go to support um brewing efforts like obviously they split the revenue of course but i think it does support something in the in the um Asheville area too so nice kind of a cool cool collaboration for sure but uh but yeah really you know we've talked about probably with Highwire and their logo and everything the the fact that you use kind of like a circus theme hence yeah. the name Highwire yep um but yeah I like this one the can purely for the uh the design my favorite thing on the can is actually the design behind the red yeah the bright red if you will yeah like, like that, that geometric kind of yeah Aztec, Shame. I'll call it. Yeah, there you go. Along with the beer. So I'm super pumped about this Highwire Loves ATL beer now that I'm yeah. seeing that one. So it's also a super bright logo. I'll let you listeners, Kyle, I'll let, I'll let you go, guys go and uh, look at this and on Untapped. I'll, I'll have uh, to check it out. Yeah, for sure. Hey, so do you remember what price point was on this beer? Um, so this one was, uh, it, it was a little bit more expensive. I, I believe it was like 449 for the one. I bought two singles and there were the only two singles left. Mm. Um, so a little high on the though. single price, but that it could also be total wine's fault. So you said 449. Yeah. You think, which usually I feel like I've, I've gotten good at this sadly with total wine kind of translating. You knock about a dollar off per cam when you, when you go to the 12 pack price mm-hmm. or yeah, sorry, the four pack price. So what is that? Fourteen dollars, so about thirteen ninety nine, probably for the, the yeah, four pack. Guy, that's I not guess, terrible. So, which is not terrible, um, especially not for a lager. It might be a little overpriced for a lager, but um, and uh, we also did not mention this is five and a half percent. Yeah. Ah, sorry, I was taking a sip and doing the mouthwash test. Um, interesting, Kyle. Do the mouthwash test because mm. I got some lime on that one when I did that, which I did not expect, but all of a sudden there it was. Um. And then hmm. also, yeah. I was going to mention something, but I forgot what I was going to mention. So it's okay. Uh, that seems to always be the case. I was just looking at un- un- Untapped. It does look like it gets some love on Untapped. The uh, the rating is, well, I read that wrong. I read a 4.3. It's a 3.4. Uh, but the, the style. So what do you think? Crushable or not? Like, I feel like this is the style that maybe because of the, the chili pepper and lime shouldn't be crushable but kind of is yeah yeah i i i could crush a few of these with uh you know some some enchiladas and some rice and beans and some chips and salsa for sure um it it definitely sitting on the back patio in the sun yeah it definitely fits that theme um for sure what they were what they were kind of going for says it does say it does say it's a medium bodied lager so yeah um creeping heat yeah no this is this is a delicious beer i think they did a good job always love seeing some good collabs between yeah. some of the best some of the best breweries we have in the uh, the region so um kyle with that let's uh let's do some quick ratings and let's see what do you think about this beer yeah this one um I, i'm, I'm kind of stuck uh i want to go please I, get I, unstuck I, I think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna go 375 uh on this chris and the only reason why i'm gonna Ding it a few points is because the chili peppers are not as present as I thought they were going to be. Um, it, and maybe, but you know, maybe in 20 minutes, uh, I'll feel it in the back of my throat. Um, but it, I, I'm just not getting it right now. Uh, I do love the corn lager style. I'm getting a lot of the lime. It reminds me of like, uh, like a 
domestic Mexican uh, beer that you get a lime with. You squeeze the lime into it and drop it into the bottle. Um, I feel like I don't have to do that with this because it's already built in, um, which Agreed. is which is yeah. kind of cool. Um, I really like that, um, and I love the can design. Price point's great. Uh, obviously, Distro, we got it here. So, and just so you're aware, Chris, you can also order this, and it takes about five days to ship, and they only oh. have about I don't know, maybe maybe ten states that they don't ship to. So, go ahead Wait, and uh, they ship to Georgia. Uh, they don't ship to Georgia. That's one of the ones they don't ship to, but they ship to like, okay. you know, 40 other states. Um, I forget that. Yes. Hopefully we have listeners in all the other 40 states that they do ship to. Yeah. So. Wisconsin. People in Wisconsin hit it up. You can you can get it delivered right from right from their website. So I'm always surprised when Georgia. I'm always surprised when Georgia gets something going like that goes our way from a beer perspective, like from a sh- like shipping it, because I'm just like, we don't allow anything. Why would we? allow someone to ship to us yeah that would make no sense that i'd want to enjoy good beer from breweries not at all in the state um okay yeah i'm actually going to echo the 3.75 for a lot of the same reasons you know I, I did actually do a quick i swirled it in i'd had some left in my can so i swirled it a little bit poured it in the glass i for a split second i thought i was getting a little bit of that um tinge of heat maybe on the front mm-hmm. um but I honestly just think it was like some of the carbonation that was hitting my tongue that was kind of sparking a little bit. So I don't think I'm still not getting the heat. So kind of for the same reasons, actually, I'm, I, I it's hard. I feel like on the adjunct, which this is an adjunct episode, I feel like they missed a little bit. Yeah, I like that you get the lime. I like that it's very it says a splash is what they were going for. And I do feel like it's a splash. So mm-hmm. I love I do actually really enjoy the corn element of this one. Yeah. Um, it's 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 something a little different you don't normally get in a beer so i think from an adjunct perspective on that one it's good the, the can is very bright i'm not gonna say it's like my favorite can of all time but it, it is really good um you know yeah i could crush a i i could definitely pick up a four pack of these and crush it if the day was right like in a maybe a hot day at the park or something like that or on the beach so yeah. for all those reasons 3.75 yeah no good good beer um yeah yeah well, cheers to Highwire and Catalba for uh, Highwire Loves AVL. Cheers. Cheers. All right, Chris. So I picked up this next one as well. Um, and this one, yeah. this one's a little bit different as well. This is a. This is from our friends over at Six Bridges. Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah, I picked this up. Uh, I was over there doing some work uh, for them, and uh, Clay uh, graciously gave me gave me some of this beer. So thank you, Clay, for this. Uh, yeah, uh, this is their uh, Akai Mitsu, uh, which is Akai Mitsu, which is uh, their sour ale with cherry and yuzu. Um, cherry and yuzu from what i'm reading which by the way just real quickly apparently akaimitsu translates to red nectar in japanese yeah yeah for sure so. um and this one is what five percent uh 16 ounce can as well um so okay. pretty interesting uh beer as well so let's let's go ahead and crack into this one yeah for sure i'll go ahead and crack it oh what a lot of white cans tonight i will say yeah which we'll get to that later but Oh man, sours are always interesting because, like I said, it's I, I've been doing less and less of them recently. I feel like, but um, 
I would like to just mix them in now just to, to kind of really, cause I feel like it does bring the flavor out more when you like wedge it between like two traditional styles. It really does kind of bring the, the sour, like whatever fruit they've added. Yeah, for sure. Um, this one, uh, this one's really pretty in the glass, I will say. Um, so I don't know much about Yuzu, but I'm pretty sure it's like one of those. It's like a pink, like a, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's one that's like a normally that kind of shade of pinks as well. So it kind of matches the red a little bit. I feel like uh, it is a citrus fruit. Um, oh really? Yeah. Oh, just kidding. I was way off. Yeah, this is a citrus and it's an orange, basically like a lemon orange. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Okay. Um, Wish. color is definitely very light-bodied cherry. Um, oh wow, yeah, yeah. It's interesting because it's like the red mixes with the yellow from the yuzu probably a little bit, and it's almost like it does turn it a slight tinge of orange. It's like yeah. red, pink red, like um, trying was it magenta? The color like a pale magenta is almost like what this one is. I feel like maybe. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, also, not much oh, head yeah. retention as well on my end. Uh, it kind of very dissipated. effervescent. Yeah. yeah, very effervescent. It, it's one of those that had like a good bit in the glass. It just yeah, it definitely was super carbonated. Which yeah. sours sour ales like this is very common. So mm -hmm. probably not not a bad thing. Just normal. What do you get on aroma yeah. crest? Mm, so I get that tart cherry. Yep. Yep. It's very and it, and cherry it smells form. real, which. I love that when, obviously, especially with not, you don't run into it too much with like sour ales. You run into it more with seltzers nowadays because mm -hmm. a ton of those are, I can't tell you the number of seltzers I saw around both Alaska and Hawaii when I was there recently. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah, as much as I do love a good seltzer, like it's just that takes almost up half the beer aisle right now. It's and that's that starts to get borderline. But anyway, I digress. Um, so it doesn't it smells natural. What I like about this beer, it does smell like a natural cherry flavor as opposed to something that is artificial. So you can tell that real fruits were used. Um, the yuzu, I don't know what to expect from a aroma perspective. Um, yeah, being that is, is a citrus fruit, I imagine the tinge of like almost like a citrus sour essence I'm getting probably is coming from that. Yeah. Um, but I get I get like a you? like a small tangerine flavor like aroma as well like just a small kick of it um, mixed with the okay. cherry. Yeah, I mean the cherry's not like overwhelmingly strong on the aroma or anything. Um, it's just it's you can tell it's it's there. So yeah, um, I went ahead and took a sip. By the way, yeah, so did I. I just finished. But you, <laughs> but you knew that I did not. Um, because I was real curious. I, I actually really do enjoy tart cherry. It's, it's something that is growing increasingly popular in uh, beer in general. Mm -hmm. And and contrary to what people believe, that is it's not only going to be used in um, sour ales. It's just it's called tart because it, the, the cherry itself is just one that's traditionally not as like sweet as like a maraschino cherry. Yeah. Russian culture has a lot of tart cherry, by the way. <laughs> That's yeah, kind of why I know that. Yeah, that's awesome. But um, it's there. It's it's definitely it's not that like kick in the face cherry. Um, it doesn't taste like cough syrup in my opinion, yeah. which is good. Um, it but it definitely tastes like that, um, like a sour cherry soda in a way. Yeah, kind of get that type of essence. And and it's weird because uh, I feel like a lot of the time when you talk about something cherry or like cherry pie or something with cherry flavoring. It, it tends to have like a weight to it, right? I mean, like even even biting into a cherry, it's it's very like, uh, it's I don't know, meaty as a as a fruit, mm -hmm. right? 
and um this is super light like yeah i feel like i'm like i could literally just pour this back in like one drink because it's just so light it is it is very light you you i hadn't think about that until you kind of started mentioning which is power suggestion but no it is super light i agree yeah and it's um the tart isn't like overly tart either like some people like don't like tart um and they they tend to see that and they instantly say like i don't i don't want to like have that and i don't like tart things it's it not, does it's not puckery yeah and actually from a you're right from a sour perspective it reminds me a lot of what you get with a lot of three taverns sour ales yeah a lot of the ones that they do which are um Sapporos is the one that comes to mind because that's just one of my favorite but they also do a lord uh, rap rapturous yep lord gray lord gray yeah. um Prometheus, uh, Prometheus, I believe, is the one of the other ones. Yep, they have a couple series. They have a whole series, but something that I like about their sours and that Six Bridges has done a really good job of with this one as well. And I've had probably one or two other Six Bridges sours. Um, obviously, Sour Continuum. Yep, but they're not overly sour. You're right. They they don't overly because it's a part of like kettle souring that you do before you really you brew the beer, but before you brew it, you actually kettle sour. You kind of draw down the ph level to make it more acidic mm-hmm. it's like they don't go overkill with it which is always nice it allows the fruit flavor to really kind of shine through a little bit more in my opinion yeah i, I would so, definitely good call out um interestingly enough chris so this is very japanese inspired beer right and we'll talk about the can next because there's a lot of uh japanese imagery Im- imagery as well on the can but um when i was talking to clay a little bit he was telling me that this was originally brewed uh, to release in conjunction with the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, um, <laughs> that they they were oh, going to wow. put this out uh, for that because it's being held in Japan, and they just decided, obviously, with the Olympics being postponed, that they were just going to obviously they, they can't just hold on mm-hmm. to it, so they're just going to put it out, which is cool. Um, wah, wah. But yeah, wow, it's it, yeah okay, interesting. Yeah, the whole thing is very Japanese inspired, which is really cool. Yeah, so I was looking, obviously the. I was reading up a little bit about Yuzu and it does seem like, I mean, it, it, it just seems like it's native to East Asia. Yeah. So obviously you're going to get a lot of the, the, a lot of the, um, Oriental countries, um, are like obviously China, it looks like China's listed on here as well, but Japan. So that's kind of cool. That's a cool homage to what hopefully, I mean, I'm a big fan having been to Tokyo when they were really preparing for the Olympics coming around. That is a big deal. So I think it's really cool that, um it's it's first of all it's a bummer that they weren't able to have it in 2020 yeah um but it's really cool that um when breweries do those type types of beers just to you know pay tribute hey if anything gives listeners or gives drinkers that are in the brewery that day something to do because they're probably inevitably going to be having the olympics on tv and so it gives them something to drink that's kind of meant to be um, like a in, part of the event almost right yeah like yeah exactly yeah. ceremoniously as part of the event so it's kind of cool um obviously i don't know if you've read much about the olympics but um it's in jeopardy again of basically just being held but without any spectators which mm-hmm. a lot of athletes have basically said well then if they're not going to be spectators then we're probably not even going to worry with coming <laughs> so yeah. um it's really getting hairy that it really i really hate that for japan i hope they're awarded a future um olympic game here in yeah. the near future yeah but um but yeah anyway so yeah super cool idea behind this beer for sure i love the um We'll get back to the beer itself because obviously I want to talk a little bit maybe about just 
some other elements that we're getting in it, but let's talk can because I feel like that's carry on that. The can is obviously very Japanese inspired as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which I didn't. I you you gave me this can what month or month or so ago probably yeah. now. Um, I didn't even notice until now. It really is just a big Japanese flag in the background. Yep. Uh, Hand painted, which is similar to the style that Japanese use a lot. Um, yeah. And a lot of their like a lot of the art you see out of Japan. So yeah. That's really uh, cool. The you know that back part of the label is also cool because it's got like it, it's not actually textured to the feel, but from the look perspective, it is textured almost like paper, um, mm. which oh, which cool. I find really yeah. really awesome. Like somebody hand painted this this awesome uh, label for this beer, um, which which is an nice, I'll just point nice out touch. my random J- Japanese knowledge. I mean. The art of handwriting is a thing. Yeah, in calligraphy. Japan. And so, yeah, it's not even just that, but like it is the calligraphy, but also just the, um, there's a reason I like that. You're right. That's little detail that I really like about this can that they added was that really good paper and then obviously really good paints and really good. Um, it's like sushi, by the way, because sushi is like literally that's like a, a top like that's an art form in mm-hmm. Japan. Similar to like calligraphy is with this and like it, you can tell like the strokes they use are just so um like on the background, it's like very. What's, I'm trying to think what the word is. Complex, but also very like ornate. Yeah, that's the word I'm going for ornate. Yeah. Um, um, but I'm now that you point that out, like all the sakuras in the, the uh, foreground or the black ones, the black flowers. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, you know, part of their culture, the flowering trees as well, um, which brings a nice touch uh to the whole thing. Um, and then their logo at the top is in gold with some gold accent bars and the text for the beer is also in gold, which I think makes it pop a little bit more. Um, and when you're saying gold, you're like that yellow gold. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The yeah, like gold, gold, golden rod. Yeah. Which normally I would ding them on, on this can because it is white. Um, and obviously seeing it in the white parts is a little hard, even with the shadow they used on the text. But mm-hmm. honestly, this is one of those cans that I actually like so much that I'm going to turn the other way. Cause even if you look at like the, the um, surgeon general's warning and everything, like you really can't read it for the most part because of the way they do it, but I'm okay with it. Cause to get the, the type of can design that you want on this one, you kind of just have to not even care about as long as you get the text on there, like you have to have legally. I don't mm-hmm. think a lot of that really matters. You can tell what type of beer it is. Yeah. Um, the name is very clear. You can read what, you know, the, you can read the, um, flavors that went into it. So, yep. so yeah, let's talk a little bit more about the flavors, the yuzu. Mm-hmm. So any, any thoughts on that one? Do you feel like you're getting that one? Cause I think that's what kind of drew us to that one. I'd say, right. Yeah. I, I, I definitely think it's, it's there. Um, I think it, I think it, the yuzu and the tart cherry really combined to make this super interesting flavor that isn't overly tart, but isn't overly like citrus or sweet either. Um, it's, it's almost like. Like they are yin and yang to each other, um, and they're kind of balancing each other out in different aspects. Because I still get some of that citrus to it as well, um, almost like when you uh, like peel, like rind a, a lemon and kind of squeeze that into a drink, um, and you get that little burst of you know the smell of the lemon. That's kind of what I'm getting with this. It's very subtle. Yeah, it it's you know it's interesting. This would be really good. Like think cherry limeade from uh, Sonic. Yeah. I don't know if you ever got them too much, but yeah. that's something. I mean, it's a, that's a classic, and it's one. Of the, it kind of gives me those types of vibes, like you said. Every they kind of combine together just to kind of make that flavor. I feel like this would be a really good summer um, sipper. Yeah, 
by the pool. Maybe even honestly throw this thing on some ice, um, maybe some crushed ice. Or or Mix turn it, it into a, uh, a slushy. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That would be, and you know what? I think, oh, I'm envisioning something right now. Kyle, bear with me. I'm not sure if you like grenadine, mm-hmm. but crushed ice, um, put it in a blender, a little bit of this. You have to let this sit out, obviously, first, because you want you want it to get a little flat, mm-hmm. so it doesn't you know so it doesn't foam up too much. Add a little bit of grenadine, just add a little bit of that sweetness, and you have a fan like a really good poolside drink. Oh yeah, oh, it's oh, yeah. yeah. I'm already thinking. Well, I'm already thinking warmer months, and it's not even cold here anymore. But <laughs> hey, it's only it. going to get warmer. <laughs> it is, man. Afternoons are already getting brutal. Yeah, um, not brutal. It's just that sun's beating down for sure. Mm-hmm. So. It's been, what was it like 80? It's been in the 80s for the last week or two, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And very little we, rain, too. Um, you know, well, so not washing we, away the pollen. We've been gone, so we, we didn't realize it. And I thought, I think it rained a little bit like the first here whenever we were gone. Yep. But you're right. I think you're, the rain's been gone. It's been hotter here than it was in Hawaii, um, which not abnormal, but the humidity, of course, the, that level's high. So. Yeah. Um, but hey, I'll take it because there's more we can do, especially considering this is hopefully not going to be a Fauci summer. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Um, we'll see. But like, the but yeah, no, I feel there. like the yeah, I'll take the I'll take the summer months. Hey, they re- re- released that beer, you know. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Fauci Spring, yeah. Which I never had the second one, uh, the blueberry. Shout out, yeah. Was it blueberry acai? Sorry, not blueberry acai pale ale. Yeah, acai pale ale. Shout out to uh, Wild Heaven for that one. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, that was. They, they've been doing some tongue-in-cheek stuff, of course, so got to give a little bit of shout-out. So No, but yeah, this beer, um, I think this would just be a really good like summer. I don't know if I could do a six-pack. I'm sure this came in a four-pack. Yeah, it, it was a four-pack. I, I feel like one or two for me. Uh, two ma- two well, maybe like push most it. sours, I, I don't find many sours that I can do more than like two of back-to-back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like I said, Sapporis, from, that's my all-time go-to for... Um, and that one I can, I actually had two this weekend back to back. So that's, that's about one of the only ones I know I can do. And so this one, I feel like I could definitely do two, Mm -hmm. um, but three might be pushing a little bit. So, well, uh, let's quick touch on this, Chris, before we move on to final ratings, but what glassware are you using for this sucker? Ooh, oh, that's perfect. I'm glad you asked. Cause yeah, it's perfect glassware. So it is, um, I'm using Atlanta United, uh, unite and conquer my, my, uh, my pub glass, I I might have ganked it from a local from a local pub nice, here in town. Nice. Um, the season kicked off on April seventeenth, so yeah, this episode will actually be probably in the middle of the se- well, not in the middle of the second game when this episode comes out, but yeah, literally we just had the first game of the season, so this is to kind of commemorate the uh, first game of the season, the season kicking off. So, which, Kyle, what about you? Which I did oh, see, Chris, that it it ended in a in a double zero tie. Yeah, nice. it was zero zero. I mean, hey, you know what? I'll take a I'll take a that's better than a loss, especially when you start the season on the road. It's like any sport. Yep. You just technically, as long as you don't start with a loss, it's not a bad start. Yep. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's again not a win either. So. Yeah, very true. We'll uh, like the win, so I am drinking rocking? out of a six, you know, a pint glass. Uh, this is one of my also the theme of the episode, Chris uh, yoinked. Uh, Pint glasses, because I stole this one as well. Um, this is Goose on Main Tavern and Grill, one of my my favorite places oh, in yeah. Stevens Point. Um, shout out to Goose. Uh, they are one of the only craft beer places that exist really in Point that has like 
a ton of different craft beer from all over the place. They they don't just grab stuff from local. Um, they have stuff from all over the place, which is cool. Um, loved going in there. So shout out to. I Goose. think I think we need to tag Goose in in some of these episodes because they've gotten a shout out before, which I'm okay with. Yeah. You're you're making me really want to go there for sure. So definitely when I'm finally make my way up there, I'm gonna have to go by. Also, great food as well. Oh yeah. So oh. I think I might have asked you this last time too. Do they have some cheese curds? Oh, of course, of course okay, they do. Good. It's been a second. It's probably been like two weeks, three weeks since I had some cheese curds. Oh my gosh, Kyle, I forgot oh, to tell you by the way. Speaking of cheese curds, which of course it's a beer podcast, but whatever. Hey. What goes better with beer than cheese curds? Um, Seattle had some bomb cheese curds. Oh, nice. Or, were to, they uh, were they white or were they were they yellow they, cheddar? They were white. They were okay. white. It was okay. white cheddar, but it was made there. Um, Oh gosh, I just blanked on the name of the place. I'll look it up and and get get the name of the yeah, place. Yeah. But there's a place right down by Pike's Place Market that literally is apparently renowned in the Northwest for for making this. And you got to visit when you go to Seattle, that type of thing. But nice. Um, picked up some cheese curds for the road. We were going on a hike later that day. Um, so yeah, picked up some cheese curds and and definitely like ugh, killed that. Little yeah. small carton of cheese curds. Oh yeah, on the way too. So, um, I I remember thinking I was like I gotta tell Kyle about this because these are some bomb cheese curds. Nice. Um, nice. not fried. They were just like straight up. And yep. They had that like perfect um the perfect the squeak. squeak to them like yeah. you're supposed to get. Oh yeah. Oh, you would have liked them. But Ooh. but yeah, that would have gone perfect with uh with with the glassware that you're drinking or just the beers that we're drinking today. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, what are you thinking for your final thoughts on this beer? Um. So it's interesting. I, you know, the yuzu, the yuzu is what I'm kind of honing in on. I'm not going to give it bad rating because I don't necessarily get it. I, I feel like yuzu is one of those that probably tastes a lot like a lot of citrus. So mm-hmm. I, I think I'm going to go 3.75 on this one as well. Yeah, okay. 3.75 because I was going to go that or 3.5. It's going to get the bump for me because this is I this is on my side of sour or my type of sour where it's not as sour. It's a little bit more fruit forward which i like sure um super light super crushable um high points and honestly really good points all full points on the um the label Mm because that's that's fantastic i really like all the detail that goes into that um price point obviously we can't really speak a whole lot about (laughs) but yeah i i think i actually did see this one out in um at local vine when i was there yesterday Mm -hmm. for 14.99 so i imagine that you'll find it probably around that same price point everywhere else you go um a lot of sour ales are kind of in that range, so I can't fault them for that. Um, but we're still pushing on price point a little bit, I feel like. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, good beer, crushable, just like most sour ales, probably couldn't do more than probably two. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to go, you know, this one's tough for me because I, I love, uh, a, a lot of Six Bridges beer, um, if not all. Uh, this one for me, I, I don't know what it is about the cherry yuzu combination i think it works really well but it's just not my like flavor profile so i'm probably gonna go three five i still think it's a good beer um i don't want to deter anyone from trying it i just don't think it's my my full cup of tea right like i'll half cup of tea on this one um i mean it's it's your it's your rating first of all is i'll say like for sure tap i mean that's fine i mean this is how breweries know what beers to make if if they find out that eh if this beer averages a 3.25, which I don't know what it averages on untapped, but 3.9, then, oh, see, there you go. People are, 
clearly other people like cherry you just don't like cherry so and that's fine yeah someone's got to kind of bring it back down to say that okay not every single person is going to love cherries so for sure next time go with a different flavor for sure if you were going to do something like this i i do like how light it is though um and how uh not overbearing the sour is as well um that's also which a good aspect of it which by the way i know why they chose cherry it finally dawned on me because i forget that sakuras are very reminiscent of cherry blossoms so yeah yeah I it, that it is called it's literally the Japanese cherry blossom. I just was not was blanking on that for a second why yeah. they chose that flavor. But so it makes complete sense. Yeah. So yeah, as as usual, like I I echo what you said. By the way, Six Bridges obviously always killing it with beer. We've talked. We've obviously they've had us out before, and we've we've done our anniversary out there. So yeah, fantastic place to go. It's also a lot closer to me now. So yeah, there you go. I'll have to uh, make my way up there. Yeah. Soon. But well, uh, cheers. Cheers. To uh. Six Bridges with Akamitsu. Yeah, cheers. So, Kyle, we are at that part of the show where we are going to drink our last beer, sadly. Aw. But... But it's okay, because (laughs) honestly, this one is one... This is a new brewery to the show. Yep. Um... It's another regional one. We're kind of doing Georgia, North Carolina, um, going Tennessee on this one. But this one's a big one. We talked about them recently, and I think you've even got a little bit more beer news. Well, yeah. I say an extension of beer news we brought up. But this is uh, Southern Grist, and they are out of Nashville, correct? Yeah, they're they're in Nashville. I don't know why I blanked on that the second I said it. I know that. I just <laughs> Yeah, so this is Southern Grist. Um, Kyle, you actually went and picked this up, I believe, the day that they started distributing in Georgia. Correct me if I'm wrong. I did. I went over to Oak Street Bottle Shop. Shout out to them. Um, Ooh, they're yeah. they're uh, a pretty cool place. They do uh, live music, and you can buy uh, pints of beer. You can buy packages of beer. They have wine. You can hang out. Um, really cool, Really cool spot over in Roswell. Yeah, is that the place that's at the north end of Canton Street? Uh, this is um, south of Canton Street. Um, oh, okay. uh, over by City think- Hall a little bit, yeah. I think I'm thinking of Stout Brothers. I think there's two different ones yep. kind of right in that area, but both really good bottle shops, honestly, if you're in the Georgia, north North Atlanta area. that's a Those are good spots to check out. So, yeah, no, this one's super awesome. Um, so, Brokenut, Broken which is Coconut IPA, which... Uh, First of all, interesting adjunct. I think for me, it's not so much the coconut. I imagine the reason we did this one was because coconut is not so much the interesting one, but it's not something you typically see in an IPA for sure. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a weird mix in for an IPA. Yeah, um, but it is a tall can, it um, is. which I'm super pumped about because, again, if I don't finish it all on the show, guess what I'm going to be doing after? I'm going to be finishing it on after. Whoop, so, whoop. All right, yeah, let's, crack let's go it. and crack into it. Yeah, because this one, God, this one has... And this can is awesome too. Can't wait to get to that. Which I imagine since you got it recently, it's super fresh too. I haven't looked at the date yet, but I'll look at that in a second. Let's pour it into the. Which, by the way, I, I went back to a goblet style. I went back to my variant style glass. On okay. This one okay. I yep. felt like it deserved as much as I wanted to rep Atlanta United. I did that for the first two beers. Now I'm going to rep the. Uh, the variant on the last one because hey, it's roswell and you picked this up in roswell so i did uh this is it, it, it's about two months uh from canon date of date of recording okay as of day of recording yeah um which again well within well within uh date i'd say for sure this is 6.2 percent abv which is a little lower than i would have thought for um an ipa which i 
how bougie does that make me sound from a beer perspective? <laughs> the fact that I'm like, ugh, 6.2 is so low for an IPA. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like six IPAs, in my opinion, should be between five and a half and seven, 6.9. Like anything like seven and above, you kind of start getting double. And I think I've contradicted that on the show before, but I feel like this actually sits perfectly in like that IPA range, in my opinion. Yeah. And it's interesting, though, because you brought up the fact that you expected more. Um, but like it's interesting as well to look at the beer because it it is not what I expected as far as a, a look for an IPA. Um, it, it is very light in color, uh, just like a nice. I don't know. Would you say that's like a hay or a straw color? Um, yeah, it's very I was going to say like yellow. a dark, like an overripe pineapple. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going with different flavor or different uh, colors now. So. Different yeah. Creole colors. <laughs> um, um, as long as you don't yeah, it is. pick the names for those. <laughs> I was going to say, we should just start describing beers. We can only choose Creole colors once and use them once on the entire show. That's how we <laughs> it's gonna describe be pretty the hard. color of the beer. Exactly, but we're only really, I mean, I highly doubt we're ever going to get to like the, well, I say that, but the Reformation made a green beer, so I don't know. Yeah, They made that green um, Kool-Aid sour, so I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we'll get to the green side of the spectrum. But yeah, this one, I mean, I'm surprised. I feel like this always happens where the the beers that you pick up that are IPAs typically are hazies. The ones I pick up for the show have sometimes been the West Coast, which you enjoy more of. Yeah. I typically lean towards the hazy. So I love the color of this one because it is a little bit hazy. Um, I don't know if they consider this a milkshake style, but obviously it, it kind of has that type of look to it because it almost looks a little bit more viscous or maybe I'm just telling myself that because it has a fruit in it. Yeah. I, I I don't think it's a milkshake and I love that you said fruit because coconuts are fruit. Um, Oh yes, they are. (laughs) Uh, They're not nuts. Okay. Yeah. That's one of those weird things, man. I I keep learning new weird stuff about the American, like the English language every day, but yeah, it's another one. Definitely not a nut. It's definitely a fruit. Like even though it's not even as sweet as like, because coconut itself, when you have it like fresh out of an actual coconut, is not sweet like most people think it is. Um, but even then, it still has, it does have some sugars in it, if I'm not mistaken. So. Yeah. Mm, um, God, the aroma. Oh. Yeah, it's really good. This is. Uh, so wait, so the four pack, if you pick this up in a four pack, have you already had I one? Have, I had, I have. Ah, cheater. I actually had just kidding. I actually wouldn't blame you on this one because this is the type of beer I. I'm so glad you got this for the show because this is the, exactly the type of beer that I like to have on the show. That is something that is like out there that we can kind of talk about. Isn't just another IPA. So yeah. Well, uh, why don't oh, you man. why don't you jump in uh, and take a sip, Chris? Uh, the aroma for me, uh, re- really coconut packed. Um, you get you get coconut smell. You also get that nice kind of like citrus tropical fruit kind of smell mixed in it. It's almost like a like a mojito. Is it mojito that has coconut in it? What, is the, what um, is the coconut Pina drink? colada? Pina colada. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Oh, I know all about those. <laughs> <laughs> Had a few. Well, of them. not ugh, not all about those, but our, I'm a little bummed about the resort we stayed at because the resort we stayed at, no one told us that the restaurants and bars were not going to be opened. Hmm. Hmm. So I'm a little, little bummed about that. So I didn't get as many pina coladas as I hmm. wanted. But yes. Again, I feel like I'm digressing a lot tonight, but yes, I digress. Um, yeah, no, I agree. It, that aroma, it like kicks you with that like kind of tropical flavor. Like that's where the coconut hits you. Um, 
It doesn't say anything about pineapple other than the fact that I did describe the color as being pineapple. Correct. Um, maybe that was subjective. Who knows? Um, which by the way, we didn't mention much about, um, head retention, but it was low head retention, but like most, like for an IPA perspective, it's a little low. Yeah. I will say, but all that being said, the flavor though. Ooh. Ooh. Oh man. It's so good. So first of all, I love coconut's one of my go-to flavors, which I always forget you do or not. Like, are you, how are you feeling about coconut? Okay. That's what I thought. It's cherry is the one you don't typically love coconut. You do. Um, yeah, no, I I love coconut. First of all, like I'm, I'm I even have like coconut um, syrup or syrup in my coffee mm-hmm, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, love it. Uh, and yeah, this one is just coconut packed, and I love every bit of it. Um, it's, but interesting. Yeah, go ahead. No, you. I think. Well, we're, I was gonna just gonna say, say I I think I know why you like this beer as well though, because even though it looks like a hazy, it packs a bitter punch mm-hmm. from the, the hops. I feel like that kind of come across a little bit like a west coast ipa just ever so slightly it's definitely not but it, it just it, it has that bitter punch to it yeah yeah i uh you know when i picked this up i i didn't read the can uh i just knew southern gris and i bought both of the <laughs> beers that they offered um that they had of southern gris uh what literally was the other one? uh the other one was their crisp pilsner um okay which also was very delicious uh but literally, I, I saw that they had posted about this, and within 40 minutes of them posting it, I got in the car and drove over there, because I was like, I'm not going to be the last person to not get Southern Gris, right? Um, and uh, Thankfully, you did, because I haven't God. gotten any yet, but I've seen one or two other ones around. I just um, haven't actually purchased it yet. Yeah, uh, this one for me, I think the uh, the on the side of the can, it says it features Citra and... Uh, you're gonna have to help me out with this one, Chris, because I. <laughs> I was I, just reading it, actually. Yeah. A Q and not is what a I'm gonna say. A Q and not. Okay. Um, I have no idea if that's right. So, yeah, <laughs> listeners, if you know and we murdered that one, please do let us know. But yeah. Um. But also be prepared to tell us how to say it. Yeah. I just. I mean, I think I always in my head say Equinot, but Equinot. I just, that just doesn't sound right. A Q. I'm reading it now, and I'm like Equinot. Equinot. Um, sounds like it'd be right. But anyway, featuring Citra and Equinot. Yeah, the Citra I think is what really kind of pops through at the back end uh it is quite bitter at the back end it's like this really cool like transition between like the really nice sweet coconut flavor tropical flavor with like the ipa which i think uh most people when they think of uh adjunct ipa will take the adjunct as the main flavor and just kind of go with that and it's it is what it is right like it's a coconut ipa it's only going to taste like coconut um, cause everything has to be milkshakey and thick and flavored, right? This is, I think a really cool balance between the two flavors. I do agree with you that the milk, you're, it's definitely not a milkshake IPA. Um, it, yeah, it's like, it doesn't have that lactose milky kind of consistency that you've come to expect. Maybe if it is just by, um, because of the name, who knows, mm-hmm. but it, you're, it definitely is just, it's got that like creamy coconut element to it. Mm-hmm. In both the flavor and the actual um, fl- like fl- like a texture of the beer, but no like milkiness, so that's kind of cool to see. Yeah. But yeah, I the citra. It's hard to tell which one's kind of leading to the back end bitterness. Citra, in my opinion, typically lends more of a juicy character uh, or a citrusy character as the mm-hmm. name. Sure. I don't recall a bunch about a Q a <laughs> but it has been used more recently. So I wonder if that's like a a big hop 
production if they had a big hot production year in like 2019 or 2020 maybe that's why you're sure. seeing that one a little bit more often that one i i like i said i couldn't tell you much about it whether or not it's more of a dank type hop or not but i just that uh, could also be lending i just looked it up it uh it used to be called equinox uh hop oh and uh this is a finishing hop combined with high oil content and strong impressions of citrus fruits and herbs well i guess i could look this up because i actually have heard of equinox hops but um i again i guess i haven't brought home brewing into this in a while yeah i i've heard of equinox i'd never brewed with equinox but the high oil content is typically where depending on what oil it is if it's like a um, beta or alpha sorry then you're going to get more bitter from that one so If it is high, whereas Citra is normally in the middle range, Citra is normally like eight, nine, I think. Mm-hmm. So that means that you're probably actually getting a lot more of the bitterness from this hop. So I don't, I just don't know much of the characters. It does say citrus, fruit, and herbs. Herbs, yeah. herbs is what makes me think it's a little bit more in the West Coast style. Mm-hmm. But good either way, it, they did a good job of, of balancing the the coconut, the kind of the sweetness from the coconut or, or the perceived sweetness from the coconut with the hop. Yeah, in this one, I think. And it's funny you bring up home brewing on this one as well, because the description of this beer, um, they t- they talk about it was inspired by Kyle the Bro Arnold's homebrews <laughs> days, which he's their lead head brewer. Um, ah, OK. Yeah. So, Great name. yeah. So I, I, I think that'll also play into kind of how we talk about the can as well, Chris. Which. Yeah, and I want to talk about the can. I just literally happened to see one final thing as I was like, you know how when like you're leaving a website and you're like, you're just like you're randomly glancing at areas as you're closing the site, and I realized uh, this was a former one. You know how you always see those like experimental hops, yeah, that some that some breweries use. It, this was HBC three sixty six. Okay, by the way, which I did not know, but I that typically hops do go through that phase and then they get a name after they're like well recognized as being like a really good one so yeah enough about the hops though um so the can yeah yeah so first of all love the color um yep. this is one of those weird colors which i'm gonna call it it's it's not quite teal it's, i was gonna say teal <laughs> it, well it, it in my opinion it's not turquoise quite teal. turquoise is like more blue this yeah. is would you say this is more blue or green um hang on probably more green i was holding it up to the light yeah i agree i I was i'd actually hold hold it up to the light as well definitely more green um which is why i go away from teal a little bit because i feel like sometimes depending on the teal it it comes across a little bit more blue but love the color so it's like that it's literally like a very deep green with a lot of blue in it so therefore it comes across as like really just cool color background that you don't typically see on cans with uh, the Southern Grist logo there at the top, which the Southern Grist logo is in like a cool calligraphic, calligraphic, yeah, calligraphy, script style font, yeah, scripty font, um, with a with Brewing Company and Sans Serif font right under it, and then kind of between the above the E R and N in Southern Grist, they got the outline of the state of Tennessee with a westward facing hop or mm-hmm. barley grain um, in it. So kind of cool logo for sure. Um, and then right under that, you've got the name broken up in a metallic pink, I will say. Yep. Yeah. Kind of that. in a slanted or a um, arched, I should say, arc, arced text and it says coconut IPA. But then you got a, a roller skating coconut with an LFG hat on. Yep. I can only imagine that means let's fucking go. Yep. 
<laughs> you know, because obviously he's a bro. So, uh, yeah. So he's, you know, he's ready to go. He is. I mean, the the hat, the hat style is what got me because I'm like, I feel like a bro would be wearing a little bit more of a high trucker hat, maybe. But it's okay. I won't. I won't fault him on that. But um, he's wearing a flat brim. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty broy. <laughs> it's pretty broy. So yeah, <laughs> love love that. There's a lot of white space to the left and right, or green space, if you will, here on this one, left and right of the actual can. But then on the back, there's a little kind of running the seam. On the back side of the can, you've literally got some on the right side. You've got the details about the Southern Grist agains written there, the, the size of the can, the ABV, um, with the description. And then on the other side of the seam, you have your your Surgeon General warning and your uh, address for the brewery and whatnot. So, a lot there's it's a very minimalist can, if you will. Yep. There's which, there's only the necessary information. Which which I feel like uh, Southern Grist does a really good job of doing that as well. Um, it, you know when. When there's a lot of white space or green space in this case, uh, and it's and you like the design, typically that means it's a it's a good designer, right? I mean, they're doing yeah. a good job of using the space appropriately. Um, one thing I really Agreed. like here, Chris, keep cold, drink fresh, don't age me, bro. Um, <laughs> I didn't even I, realize that yeah, until now. <laughs> I, I love that. Um, nice little touch as well. Little, little elements thrown on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the the can. I, I I do agree that. So first of all, it's not a. This is of the three we did tonight. I think it's interesting because one. Did you notice that one was a? Um, so the high wire one was a. Sorry, I keep wanting to say ceramic, shrink wrap. So. Shrink wrap. Um, the Ekamitsu was that one also a shrink wrap? Uh, no, that one was a uh, a sticker, but uh, a very. It filled almost the whole can. This one oh, has. Okay, a, so that's why. Yeah, and this one has a little bit, it's a little bit shorter. Um, stick on. So this is like one of the, obviously, the, you can tell they print the, the, the roll of labels and kind of stick them on after, which is perfectly fine. I mean, I you wouldn't even know if, if you didn't, like, weren't dissecting every element of this beer right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Kyle, what do we know about Southern Grist? Because um, uh, I think, well, yeah, you were going to mention some stuff with some going on with them, right? Yeah, they, um, they... They've been uh, brewing some really good stuff uh, over the last couple of years and probably before that, before I've had them. And, uh, you know, they're they're in Tennessee and a few other states. But they just not only did they just expand into Georgia, they expanded into Florida. Uh, I believe they're in both Carolinas as well. They they they're kind of booming as far as uh, their distro goes, which is cool to wow. see, um, especially because. It seems like the quality of beer that they're putting out has not been compromised as well. Like they're they're still putting yeah. out their same level uh, of of beer that they would if you were in the tap room, which is really cool to see. Yeah, I've always heard good things about Southern Grist. I was trying to find the article, but I remember, um, I was looking. So I remember. I don't know if you remember, but some bad tornadoes went through. Um, a year and a half it was kind of like right before COVID. i feel like yeah um that really impacted a few breweries i think one or two breweries actually got like severe damage and like maybe even had to close but i remember southern grist was one of the ones that actually stepped up to the plate and like made sure that those breweries and i'm I'm, i might be getting this wrong but i just remember they were very um cognizant of what was going on with those tornadoes and that, that while they didn't they just received some minor damage from some of the, the tornadoes that had gone through Nashville. They actually stepped up to the plate and made sure they were helping some of the other breweries in the area um, 
you know, with any of the more major serious damage. So like it just speaks to the community. Obviously that's one of the things we always like to talk about. So not, not being in the Nashville area. Um, I don't know much about it, but I just know that Southern grist obviously seems like the type of brewery that any city would want to have around. Um, yeah. not only from a great beer perspective, but it seems like community distribution seems like they're trying to do all the right things. Seems like they're, they're making some really cool beer. Um, and the Pilsner, obviously, that was the other one you said you got, right? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, they're making some classic styles, too. So, it's not like they're only making IPAs. They're not only making, you know, crazy Imperial Stouts. So, it sounds like they're, you know, they're making beer that people like to drink, but also interesting styles. Here it is on our adjunct episode. So. Yeah. Uh, I had the honor of actually going out to Southern Gris uh, probably about a year and a half, almost two years ago. Um, okay. Yeah. And uh, checked out uh, their, I believe their uh, East Nashville uh, location, and um, really cool spot. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say so. That I think that speaks to it right there. They have more than one location, so there we go. So they're definitely thriving. Yeah. For not sure. only in the Nashville area, but in the region now. It sounds like so that's cool. Yeah, and they, uh, they're you know not that old either. I think they they opened in 2016. I want to say. Um, so, I mean, they're, you know, five years old at this point, um, expanding distro, have multiple locations, still pumping out some really good stuff. Um, and it was really cool when I was there as well. Uh, the whole tap room, you know, the whole board of beers, uh, they had tons of different things for every, every kind of style, uh, flavor, uh, different collaborations. Um, I think just off the top of my head, I, I remember specifically that they did a, collaboration i believe with gordon ramsay as well or a, oh. or a famous chef i can't remember if it was him or <laughs> if it was somebody else um southern gris please let me know if i'm wrong here but I, I remember specifically they had like some really cool uh collaborations as well so um doing a lot of really cool stuff in the space i was gonna say i wonder if i could find it online real quick eh, i'll let them look it up but yeah, no, I mean, like I said, it seems like they're doing some really cool stuff. I mean, and I forgot you actually did mention to me that you'd been there. So, that's, yeah, that's super cool. That you got to actually check it out. So um, I'm going to say then, hey, everyone, check out Southern Grist. Hey, what was the hopefully this isn't a bad time to talk about this. What was the price point on the beer? Um, so the price point for this one, I believe, was fifteen ninety nine. I want to say. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't bad like i wasn't offended when i found out the the well the overall um price but it, it and, was a little bit higher and something to remember i feel like especially when you when you know that you're what you're getting with that price i feel like it helps a little bit like obviously it's like a lot of the uh the parish brews that used you know ghost in the machine when that really started getting distributed here in georgia certain ones um that that you think are worth kind of taking the chance of paying a little bit higher price point for, I think are sometimes worth it. Sure. Um, and obviously we'll do final ratings here in just a second, but obviously we'll figure out whether or not we think that that price point was worth it mm -hmm. or not. So, um, yeah, no, I think the beer itself is good. I guess now did we forget anything or I guess maybe now's the time for, uh, wait, you know what? Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to do it. We got to do the mouthwash test. Ooh, yeah, do it. Uh, while Chris is doing that, I just wanted to point out one thing. Uh, I was just looking on Untapped at some of their collaboration beers. In 2018, they did a collaboration with Atlanta Brewing Co. Um, for it was titled "Best Birthday Ever." Um, so cool uh -huh. to see that they did a collab with, a, a, you know, an ATL uh, brewery as well. What year was that? Uh, 2018. 
Okay. So recently, I wonder if I ever had that beer. Oh, that was the 25th anniversary beer. Yeah, I wish I'd. Man, I wish I that would, would have been a fantastic one. But hey, so the mouthwash test, in my opinion, brought out the coconut even more. It yeah, kinda, it did. It, it sidelined the bitterness a little bit. Mm-hmm. The bitterness kind of wasn't there so much as the the coconut kind of came through again. Yeah, I mean this one just seems to be coconut from the from the aroma all the way to the back to the back end. Yeah, um, which definitely I'm loving. So, with yeah, so with that being said, I'll I'll go ahead and kick right off into the final rankings rankings final ratings. Um, so yeah, for me, I do love a good hazy IPA. I love some coconut. This is going to get a four point two five. Okay. Ah, shoot. Do I want to go 4.5? <laughs> Actually, yeah, I'm going to go 4.5 on this one. Because, I, I, again, I'm, I'm loving a lot of things about this beer. Um, price point, I'm going to ding it just ever so slightly. That's one of the only dings I'm giving it. Like, I don't think that 1599 is outrageous. I just think that maybe, like, we've got it. We've got to stop at some point in time going up. Like, we've got to find a way to get these, these IPAs and these. And I know breweries aren't doing it just to make money. Like, I know that they're actually... It's literally just a cost thing and cost of a lot of the ingredients is going up, but got to find a way to get these beers back to, to being able to bridge that gap between non-craft beer drinkers and, and craft beer drinkers. And so I feel like the increasing price points are just kind of really hurting that, unfortunately. And so yeah. um, love the can, love the coconut, the bitterness. Sometimes the bitterness is a little off-putting. I feel like it's a good, it's a good combo. Like it's a, they did a good job there, but there's a few things I don't necessarily love about like the, the way the bitterness complements the the coconut. So that's the other kind of quarter point off, I'd say. But 4.5, really good. Obviously, the the rating speaks for itself. Really good beer, I think. Yeah. Um. For me, it there's there's one main thing I think that really that really uh, uh took this away from potentially being Chris my my first ever uh on the show Ooh. five um and yeah, i've reserved mine That's yeah true. uh for me it's a four seven five i think uh this is this for me is one of the uh premier beers um as far as uh overall uh flavor uh style uh they did something a little bit different with the coconut the label is great um you know, I've had the chance to go to Southern Grist, so I kind of, you know, understand a little bit of their feel and what they're going for. So I, I think that plays into it as well. Um, and the the one area that I would ding would probably be price point. And again, that may not be Southern Grist's fault. Um, you know, that that could be multiple different channels in the distribution, especially with them yeah. just just reaching Georgia. And I picked it up on like the day it came out. Um, you know, that that could huh. play play a little do bit into know? that i was gonna say do we know who their distributor is because i feel like i don't, I don't want to knock a distributor here but um but i mean well I don't, know why. I don't really know so much care i just know sometimes the distributor really does i forget about that one that sometimes it's not always up to the actual um brewery themselves obviously what their yeah. price points are especially in other markets and so yeah you don't want to necessarily knock them but unfortunately that does go back to and i don't know what the distribution laws look like in tennessee i know for a while they had some weird asinine laws in tennessee as well that were like um if you brewed a beer above it's like six percent you had to have your liquor license to do it or something like that interesting so i don't know if that is still a thing or not yeah um i think yazoo was one of the first ones i had 
I don't know. I mean, because obviously, yeah, you, you've been in Nashville because we were talking about it. You were talking about it. But um, a couple good breweries in Nashville for sure. So mm-hmm. just I hope some of those beer laws are, are not correct that I'm that I'm citing. So, yeah. Um, but overall, really, really, really awesome beer. If you're a fan of coconut, this is definitely going to be your jam. Um, if you're not, uh, still try it, though, because I think the the IPA really helps uh, balance out some of the the things uh with well, the and if not okay. this one gotta try southern grist especially if you're in georgia oh, for if you're sure. not in georgia if you're not in georgia you still gotta try southern grist so yeah for sure well uh chris cheers to southern grist and broken up cheers thank you for joining us on this episode of multi-goodness uh remember you can stay up to date with all things multi-goodness at our website multigoodness.com or on Instagram at Multigoodness Podcast, or on Facebook at Multigoodness. And remember, you can see all of the beers that we've had on the show all the way uh, you know, to the originating episode. Um, we're getting close, Chris, to a huge milestone here, which we'll uh, maybe hit uh, soon, uh, I'm pretty sure, um, as far as episodes go. Uh, but uh, you know, check out all of the beers that we've ever had on the show, um, as well as uh, reach out to us. Um, it, you use our contact form or reach out to us on social media where we're very accessible if you want to uh, say hello or tell us what you're drinking or what maybe we should be trying if you've had some really good beer out in uh, in your neck of the woods. Um, but Chris, before we end this episode, do you have any final thoughts? Yes. So while regional beer in the Southeast is fantastic, I recently had a chance to try beer in other places in the United States, far, far, far from the Southeast. And I will say that, hey, excited to try some on the show with you in the future, Kyle. Yeah, that's going to be good. Uh, well, cheers. Cheers. Cheers.